LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. Hundreds. Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over a hundred years ago. Hey everybody, it's Steve. So I am going to, was going to, I should say what I was going to do, because what I was going to do was a really, really slick uh, technology thing that I didn't have time to really get my act together on. So ultimately, I am not going to do what I was going to do, <laughs> which is I had a second camera. I was going to use it, but I just being your own tech support, being your own studio guy, being your own. It just isn't a great combo when you're trying to do cool shit. But that's the way it goes when you're doing this kind of thing. All right. But today's conversation is going to be one that I think you all will want to understand. And I really do wish that I could use that second camera because it was going to draw out the way this works. I, I, you know, I, I go on shows and I do a lot of conversations. Like last night I was on with Jordan and we talked about the water in Mississippi. We talked about the water in Flint. We talked about the arsenic in the water in New York city. We talked about water at a number of places and it's kind of the same wash, rinse, repeat uh, cycle. I'm going to show you the image of the actual uh, show art today because I'm going to talk about this. I was going to draw this out a little bit, but I'm going to show you the art one more time. This art right here, you see that. You can see the water being amassed by good volunteers and, you know, they're, they're distributing water. And this looks like it might be the ROTC or maybe the National Guard or something. Um, but invariably, what happens is these situations come up. All of a sudden, everyone starts soliciting donations. You start begging for volunteers to show up and, and help fix the problem. And it's the same every single time. There's literally no difference whatsoever. You know, and part of this comes down to, you know, there's there's the right answer. Like if you if you owned your own home and you're looking at maintenance of your home and you plan out, hey, you know, in 15 years we're gonna need to get a new roof, and five years I'm gonna need to get a new heat pump. Uh every year I've got to get the heat pump serviced. Every year I've got to get, I don't know the doors resealed or the windows resealed or evaluate my insulation or whatever, whatever home maintenance upkeep you normally have. Check the pipes, check the water, check the seals, check the grommets, planned maintenance of your home. You know, if you have an apartment and you live in an apartment, you got a bad landlord. A lot of times you'll be doing a lot of your own handyman work there as well. Okay. But this whole veneer of fecklessness of we can't do anything, you know, on one hand, you say, oh, it must just be that they don't know any better, right? They just don't know, man. They, you know, the pipes were put in 90 years ago. Certainly, they get another 300 years of service, right? 90 years ago, yeah, those, those clay wooden pipes probably or lead pipes are 
probably just the thing the doctor ordered, you know? I, I can't imagine, you know, having built systems, for example, with pavement asset management systems and things like that, where you know that bridges need certain decking replaced every so many years. You know that they need to be regraded and stripped of all their uh, the concrete or all the, the tar. And sometimes they just need to be painted black. And other times you got to do structural reinforcements. I mean, I support microwave towers for, uh, you know, the place that I work and, and we do a lot of microwave communication mountain to mountain. Um, and that each one of those, uh, towers requires tons of maintenance. They've got it mapped out. So, you know, the sale, which is the, the size of those, dishes that are on your towers, the sail, the sail effect for all the wind that comes through. You got to know how much sail is there. You've got to know how much weight you've got there. You've got to understand uh, all kinds of stuff, line of sight, the Fresnel zone, which is the way the, um, the broadcast medium comes off there. So you've got all this maintenance that you know, you have to do period every month, right? You know, that your well has to be serviced every so often. You know your septic has to be serviced every so often. What's well, the same exact thing with public works? All of our public wells, all of our public sewers, all of our public waterways, our electrical grid, everything has to be maintained. This stuff isn't something you just build once and forget about forever and then wonder what happened. Everything requires planned maintenance. It requires a plan and it requires funding, right? It requires, you know, in five years, you must replace X, Y, Z, no matter what. And then these things are getting 30 years of use out of them and things are breaking down. Well, they know this. They know this. They're not, I'm not like some genius that understands planned maintenance. Every one of your air conditioning companies that service your property sit there and say, hey, it's that time of year again for you to get your air conditioning checked. Hey, it's that time of year again to get your furnace checked. Hey, it's that time of year again to get your roof checked. Hey, do you have termites? Why don't you let us come out and take a look and see if you've got termites? Whatever, on and on and on. And thank you so much, Double K. Nice super chat to start the day. Um, but anyway, you understand that you've got planned maintenance that must be done no matter what you see. Our roadways are constantly filled with three or four guys standing around each other while one poor sap is in the hole, right? They know maintenance. This is not some secret thing, but yet state after state, county after county, municipality after municipality, apartment complex, public housing, you name it, all of these things, they're falling apart. They haven't been maintained, okay? And when they fall apart and they aren't maintained, the government is supposed to take care of these things. It's supposed to do that. And the problem here is, once again, that if the government takes care of it, the people that don't like government will tell you point blank, you're dependent on government. So they've got us by the short hairs. Number one, 
They don't plan for the maintenance. And number two, because it's government owned, it naturally, because the maintenance wasn't planned for, government failed once again. Here's another example of government failure. And so the answer is, oh my God, we've got a winner in the parking lot here in the in the desert manis. Privatize, let the corporations take care of it. Okay. So this has always been the playbook. I shouldn't say always been the playbook. It's the playbook. It is the playbook. And they want you to believe that government can't do anything for us. And then once you realize that government can do for us, the fallback is they don't want you to be dependent on government. Okay. So down in Mississippi, the idiot is that that runs the joint that's that's down there taking the heat for all the conversation about the water is saying that privatization is very much on the the table very much a possibility now let's just stop right there what makes privatization remotely attractive for the people of that township for any township what makes it better to have an unelected oligarch that, or wealthy person using that public service for money making for themselves, okay? What makes that good for the community versus the community that elects the politicians that supposed to elect the representatives that are supposed to appoint people to handle these things to keep it public? What, what makes privatization better? Anybody, Bueller, anyone, nothing. The issue, 100%, 100% comes down to somebody will make money doing this. And the only way to continue to expand markets, to expand business opportunities, to make an area ripe for investment, as they say, is to do away with the public space, to do away with the public purpose, and to make it seem like the only alternative is to sell it off to the highest bidder. And they will sell it that this will help make the state coffers more vibrant, more uh, solvent. They will solve the solvency issue by privatization. You see it in places like Harrisburg that sold off all their parking to some private consulting firm that now in turn makes money hand over fist. It is no longer regulated, if you will, they are able to charge whatever they want and have the power or the force of law behind them to put boots on people's tires, to go out there and ticket them, etc. And so the state in turn takes a certain percentage of because the state doesn't want to be in the business of managing parking lots, doesn't want to be in the business of managing water supply, doesn't want to be in the business of all these things. So the goal is to privatize the whole fucking thing. But if you know that privatization leads to greed and leads to people literally raising prices and, and screwing you out of services, you're not going to be for it. But when they tell you that the state can't handle it and that this will solve all these problems, then people go for it because they don't know any better. Because let's be fair, we are not exactly surrounded by a shit ton of Einsteins. We're literally surrounded by a bunch of people who literally slurp mother's milk when they hear it from 
the radio, from the television, whatever, whatever it is. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Well, the government website said, right? Now, here's, here's this point. Now we're at the next point. How do we reinforce the mirage that the government can't do anything? Well, naturally, we start getting the community mobilized to take care of themselves. We've got to ask people for donations to solve this problem that the state is. That's why you see tons and tons of people rallying to bring bottled water out to the uh, folks that live in Jackson, Mississippi. Now, we have to understand that the federal government being the currency issuer at the top of the food chain could solve this instantaneously, which is why I wanted to draw my piece of paper. Because if I can show you government, federal government spends, when I see spends, they contract whoever needs to come to fix the water pipes. They contract whoever needs to come to fix the water, to get it right. They contract whoever. And guess what? At the federal government, there is no issue with solvency. There is no issue with how are we going to afford it? They just do it. Just do it. But if you know that, if you believe that, if you understand, and we learned this during the pandemic that the federal government can do it. We learned it way before that if we were paying attention. But for the people out there, the slow folk that don't typically pay attention, don't really keep up, even they got to see the radical transformation that occurred during the pandemic in terms of our understanding of what the powers of the federal government are. Now, they have tripled down and quadrupled down since the quote-unquote fake ending of the pandemic to show, oh, my God, the Federal Reserve needs to raise interest rates because of inflation and all these. They put all these barriers in place to make it seem like, oh, my God, the last thing that we can do is let the federal government do it. My God, we've got to put up all these fucking straw men everywhere so that you just go, oh, shit. Well, I guess we just better get some donations in there. We better get some water out there to those people. Okay. We got to we gotta do it. Kevin, I'm with you, brother. I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. Um, I'm not going to put his comment up there just yet because nobody will understand it in the right framing, but I'm, well, yes, I will. I'll just put up there. So can't fix capitalism. Communism will win. Thank you. Love, love, love to see that stuff, but that's okay. So here, here's what I'm going to do. I, I don't want to get side uh, some really good questions. Could you do an episode explaining us treasury bonds in relation to MMT? Very simple. Yes, I can do that. Um, but I want to focus back on the subject matter at hand here. Um, because that that's a really good point. It's all part of the, we can't do it. We've got to, oh my God, what are we going to do? So bonds are part of that game, okay? Um, but anyway, so now we've got this problem. Government made, government did not do planned maintenance on these things, did not stay on top of it, did not keep these things where they needed to be. So then they break down on us, right? They break down on us. And then instead of fixing them, we point and say, see, government failed us again. All right, we're to this point. Now the people standardized, the vote blues come. We've got to save Jackson, so we're going to mobilize. And they get everybody ready to go mobilize and showing up at people's doorsteps with bottles of water like the saviors. And the community wins and everybody feels super excited. It's wonderful, happy, and, you know, you know, you almost 
You almost you can see that hey, 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 you know, like the breakfast club, giant fist in the air, you know, everybody's super stoked, right? The problem here is, is that we have accepted, we've accepted this austerity narrative. And so as I sit down with Jordan doing the status quo show, right? Doing doing our shows, invariably. We start off with each of these shows as if we've not been here before. It, I mean, we talk about that we've been here before, but in reality, to me, it's Groundhog Day. It's the same goddamn story I'm going to tell you next time it happens. The next time it happens, I am going to tell you the same exact thing. Thank you so much, Jordan. Really appreciate that too, by the way. And 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 unfortunately, people never put this together they never put it together right the goal of our federal government is not the same goal as the people occupying the slots in government see government is a neutral thing it doesn't really have a an ideology it doesn't really have anything ideology comes in once you elect someone or you put someone in power and then their ideological perspective makes government whatever it is. If you put a neoliberal in the Federal Reserve, you will get neoliberal policies. If you put a neoliberal in the White House, you will get neoliberal policies, okay? If you put a neoliberal as the mayor of your city, you will have neoliberal policies. If you vote for a party that is neoliberal in nature, they will exact their neoliberal perspective. So everywhere across the board, thank you so much, Lisa. Really appreciate that. But every step along the way, they give you a particular scenario that allows you to believe that the only possible path forward is for you and I and all of our friends to gather together to save the day. The only way forward is for us to save the day. And so every time I see these videos of all these people earnestly scrambling around to get people water, earnestly scrambling around, I think back to Ron Paul. And I think back to when the hurricanes hit through Galveston, right? And way, way back in the early 1900s and all these people died. And Ron Paul brags about how the poor were taken by gunpoint to lift the dead off the beaches, okay? To gather the dead, the poor were put to work by gunpoint. Celebrates that like that's a win of government. That's the way it should be, right? The libertarian bullshit, the disgrace that is the libertarian mindset is that that's that's his celebrate. He thinks that's the best, the best. OK, the fucking best. Yes. And then the bake sale. Exactly. Carpe diem. The bake sale. Oh, my God. Our kids, our children in school. If we don't have a bake sale, they won't have pencils. If we don't have a bake sale, they won't be able to rent the saxophone that they have to play. We can't have daily band practice. We have to have it weirdly once every three weeks or as this weird calendar goes because we just don't have the money for all these extraneous things like football or soccer or art or any of these extracurricular activities that help kids develop their minds and their bodies, teach them how to work together, teach them how to fight for a goal. All these things are 100% intentionally driven to charity and driven in particular to the concept 
that the government, we can't rely on the government. We can't depend on the government. That would be socialism. Now, mind you, I want you to think about all the great marble landmarks that make up Washington, D.C. That's your government, by the way. All the beautiful monuments that were made with these glorious pieces of beautiful polished marble, okay? And I want you to think about all the stuff that was built as a result of government. All the stuff that was built for the military as a result of government making a decision to spend and putting that money out there. Okay, every single time we've achieved something, the Internet came about as a result directly of the Internet being developed by the Department of Defense and DARPAnet and DARPAnet then got handed off and they privatized it and handed it off to uh, to industry so the industry could do something with it. It should have been a free, 100 percent free utility for us, but instead they gave it off to MCI and UUNet and all the stuff, and thus came the tier one, two, three service provider and all the other bullshit that has happened ever since then. We had the phone company. The phone company, back in the day, instead of Ma Bell being nationalized and turned into, it was a regulated monopoly at the time, instead of nationalizing it, they decided they were going to break up the Bell system and create a bunch of other little Bells. Okay, a bunch of other little phone companies. And by doing that, they said, we're going to increase competition or drive down costs. What if they would have just fucking nationalized it? Now, there's some that might say, well, we'd still be dealing with the PSTN instead of the Internet because government is slow moving. Well, government is intentionally slow moving. It's all intentionally slow moving because it needs you to be unhappy with it so you're willing to accept privatization as the only answer look at the paul ryan discussion about social security going to alan greenspan wouldn't it make social security more solvent if we provided private freaking savings accounts personal savings accounts every fucking step along the way they intentionally try to show you that the government is simply broken. It can't sustain the weight of this expenditure. Oh my God, we must privatize it. Never, they never tell you the fact that the currency issuing federal government can spend it all. They never tell you that. No, in fact, what they do is they make you focus on the fact that the government didn't, but because it didn't, they're trying to say that it couldn't. Didn't and couldn't are two different fucking words. Didn't and couldn't are two different fucking words. Okay? They could do it. Okay? But here's the next big problem here. As you saw with me with Jordan last night on that pod, on the show, right? Even the good guys don't fully know the full power, okay? And so they act like this game that we play, this game of, oh, God, however are we going to solve this problem? We act like there's legitimacy to this game. This game is not legitimate. The problem is not legitimate. The problem we're trying to solve is not legitimate. It's fake. It's smoke and mirrors. They know exactly how to solve it. Stephanie Cotton had the most incredible tweet, and I've shown this in different places, but I'll just describe it since I can't draw it for you, right? There was a squiggle mess, like a, shit, where the fuck is this? Maybe I can draw it and show it to you differently. I don't know. 
eh, maybe I got you excited about nothing, right? Because I'm not finding my pen now. <laughs> oh, well. So anyway, bottom line is that when you sit there and you realize that the federal government can cover everything, and you know that, it's almost impossible to listen to the news or listen to activists who don't know that, spinning yarns about all the different ways we've got to do these things. And it literally, literally has us in this place where we don't think there's any other possible way forward. It's that key that we don't believe there's another way forward. Okay. And so water pipes, what happens in Detroit? Let's think about this, folks. In Detroit, when Detroit started having major problems and corporations started leaving Detroit, what happened? Think about, think, think, think what happened to Detroit. They said, we've got to put you in receivership. We've got to have someone who is the manager overseeing the assets of Detroit. And they sold off their historical memories and all the important things that made Detroit, Detroit. They sold off pieces of museums. They sold off core public things that should have never been owned by private individuals, should have always been a shared-use museum available for them, but they sold it off. Why? To keep the myth alive that they couldn't afford it. What happened in Puerto Rico? I'm sitting there waiting. Puerto Rico, do you all remember the horrific, horrific fucking hur uh, hurricanes that blew through and just decimated Puerto Rico, right? Decimated it. And I'm sitting there saying, when is the federal government just going to go in there and rebuild Puerto Rico correctly, right? Didn't happen, did it? Federal government set back and they allowed venture capital to come swoop down there, buy up things on the cheap and privatize the fuck out of everything. This is what the Bain capitals, y'all remember Mitt Romney back in the day and the whole Bain capital thing. These kinds of groups come in there and cut up core infrastructure into little assets and then sell them off. Okay. This is a ruse that none of that has to happen. None of that has to happen. None of that has to happen. Not a bit of it has to happen. And yet they sold off Puerto Rico. They sold off Detroit. Okay. I want you to know that the idea that businesses and rich people control the world is kept permanently in place by this fake knowledge that we fake, that we intentionally spread because we believe it, because we're stupid as fuck. We can't see the thing right in front of our face. And we all peddle this bullshit out into the world. We fucking fan the flames and we spread that shit around. We spread it around. We contribute to all the energy to privatization. Okay, now, when I see a problem come up and we have to talk to others and we go into the standard conversation, 
we give way too much air cover to the lie. We all the ex, all the oxygen is sucked out of the room in furtherance of this lie that we can't afford it, that the local and state government can't afford it, that we've got to prioritize it, etc. And so this is mindset is baked into literally everything that we do, but it's all a lie you talk about the biggest like like if you were in altered states and you took some ass and you went into that isolation chamber and came out instead of seeing a wild you know ancient uh you know ancient man from back at the dawn of time you'd be seeing you'd finally be able to see clearly the bullshit that they're doing okay because it takes some sort of cataclysmic cacophony some sort of crazy moment to catalyze your brain to make you understand to make you understand that the government creates currency and that's where it all comes from, period. No matter how many taxes you pretend pay for something, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. So the next time I go on to Status Quo or the next time I go on Jimmy Dore, the next time I go on one of these other shows, the radio shows or anything else, and they ask me about this situation, whatever the new situation is that we're going to talk about, Every single time I go on there, it's like, you know, that the MMT dime is about to drop. You know that I'm about to drop the MMT dime. Why? Because it's the answer, period. It doesn't matter what subject you bring up. This is why it fucking infuriates me. It makes me fucking crazy that these headline activists, and I'm not going to name them because... I don't want to give them any extra air cover, but these headline activists and these headline alt media groups and stuff that skip this, okay, that intentionally skip this and just spend all their time talking about the Democrats and the Republicans. What happens if you got a third party in there? Do you think that there are third parties out there that understand the way the economic system works and really know it? I can assure you firsthand, they don't fucking have a clue. Firsthand, I can tell you, they don't have a clue. They're still trapped in the idea that the federal government has to tax to pay for things. I swear to God. And something as small as that is such a permanent lie that keeps us trapped and keeps us collecting donations and donating water to the good people of Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. Steve Grumbine is advising Congress. Yeah, I've got my tie on. I'm My hands are soft. I've got my fingernails, you know, I got them did so that I can mix, you know, because right now they're kind of like working man hands. They wouldn't, they, they'd know me immediately because they'd see my fingernails aren't perfect. So they bring me in there and I tell them point blank, get your fucking ass up to Detroit, Michigan, and Flint, Michigan, and start by fixing their pipes. In parallel, while that's happening, I need you to go to every other fucking state and every other fucking township and every fucking municipality in the motherfucking country. And I want you to come up with a plan Money be damned. Money is not your issue here, folks. So don't you dare fucking say, how are you going to pay for it? Or where's the money coming from? How much is it going to cost? Fuck you is how much it's going to cost. Simple, right? 
Fuck you is how much it costs. Fuck you very much. It costs as much as it did to send 40 billion over to Ukraine. That's how much it costs. It costs as much as it costs to give 780 billion to the military in one year. It costs that much to us, right? Zero. They didn't raise taxes for that and they won't raise, they don't need to raise taxes for this. Okay. They don't need to raise taxes for this. So I would tell them point blank, you fix the fucking water problem. We got a water problem here. Let's get it on a plan maintenance schedule. Let's grade them. Let's figure out which ones need to be first, which ones need to be second, which one needs to be third. Let's come up with a sustainable way of providing water throughout. Let's look at our cities top to bottom and consider a way to revitalize them for sustainability. Let's do that now. Money be damned. Any loser that says, well, it's a hard-earned tax dollar is going to be wasted. Fuck you is the answer to that question every single time. Your hard-earned tax dollar won't pay a nickel of it. Never will, never has, never will, period. At the federal level, the federal government's going to say, oh, this is a priority, do it. That's what the Grumbine method says, okay? Now, the problem is, is that we've got, if you remember my talk the other day, we've got a federation of money. We got the top tier, which is the federal government, the currency issuing federal government. We got the next one, which is the state and local governments. They are currency users. Then we've got we the people on the bottom, currency users. Okay. Now, what happens when the currency issuing federal government stops spending? Money's no longer coming in from the federal government. So what happens to the economy? It starts drying up, doesn't it? It starts drying up. Because taxes are still being taken out of things and taxes delete currency. So what happens to the economy? It starts shrinking, right? It starts shrinking. And so now what do we do? Now what do we do? That's a recession waiting to happen. These are all things. So in order to backfill that lack of spending, what do they do? Ding, 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 private sector solutions. Let's all go deeply into debt so we can keep the economy going. Now, all of a sudden, in order to survive, you get another credit card. And guess what? That credit card isn't at 1.2%. It's at 26%, compounding interest. So now, to offset the government's lack of spending, you're spending, but you're not just spending, you're spending plus interest. Now you're doing that. See, there's these idiots that talk about how 97% of the money in the fucking economy is bank money. Well, no shit, you worthless motherfucker. I get it. The reason 97% of it is in there is because we've allowed people to believe the federal government cannot spend on we the people. And because we've worthlessly peddled that lie and other people have worthlessly carried it and other candidates that we support and we worship worthlessly talk about a Wall Street speculation tax paying for something because it doesn't pay for shit. It's deleted. It doesn't pay for anything ever, ever, never, ever, not sometimes, not ever, never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever does your federal tax pay for anything. It's not like, well, sometimes, well, I guess we could, well, we could pay for it with them. No. Every single penny the government spends is new money. Not one pay penny, not even some freaking micro dust of a penny is spent by you and I. We don't pay anything, period. 
Our taxes are completely a separate circuit. There's two circuits going like this, okay? Government spends money into the economy, and then the figure eight. Once it hits over here, we spend it back to the government, and it's deleted. There's no new money in the economy until the government spends more money. It's like imagine having your foot on a pump. No air goes in until you hit the push on the pump. So over here, we're taking it out. Over here, we're putting it in. If you don't push positively to push money into the economy, none comes into the economy. Do you get it? Do you get it? Please tell me you get this most important thing. So in other words, if Congress doesn't pass a law to spend new money, or here's a really important one that most people don't think about, or a automatic stabilizer that has passed maybe 30 years ago. It's a beautiful thing about automatic stabilizers. They kick in without an act of Congress. They kick in automatically. So a program like unemployment, as a bad one, but unemployment, it kicks in automatically when people are unemployed. A federal job guarantee would suddenly kick in when people get unemployed and they want a job. And if you do a federal job guarantee in the right way, you have a living wage. You have a wage that sets the de facto base. Fucking knuckleheads won't even hear this shit. Okay, but the fact is, is that this is an automatic stabilizer. If you have things that go in counter-cyclically, it offsets the bad business cycle, which I would like to get rid of completely. Fuck the business cycle. I'm tired of we, the people carrying the water, so to speak, for the business cycle. Okay, businesses are going down, their sales are going down, they retrench, they lay people off, all of our houses go into foreclosure, the next free market people come in, buy up our houses at cheap costs, resell them, rent them, whatever. You see, this is a game, this is an intentional game, it's intended to fatten the private sector, but you and I, the little people, we're not in that mix, we end up getting food, we're food, we get chewed up in this, and then we get shit out, okay? So this is planned. So without planning for maintenance, without planning for changes in technology, why don't we have solar roads? Why isn't every single government building draped in solar panels? Why isn't every parking lot that the government owns not totally fucking laid up in solar panels, solar highways, solar everything? Why isn't that the case? See, without you understanding the facts that I'm laying out here, you will fall prey to every single good-hearted lefty, good-hearted neoclassical lefty. They're telling you the same bullshit that the others are telling because they don't know any better, but they're the ones that these fuckers follow. Many of you follow, sadly. Many of you follow these dumb motherfuckers. Dumb motherfuckers that put us all in danger, but because they're considered to be headline activists, headline alternative media people that don't know this shit, they lead you off a fucking cliff. And by extension, even the people that know this stuff have to sit there and get drug off the cliff because there ain't no such thing as one person be able to fix that. I could sit there and scream from the rooftops. And if these fucking headliners that you guys listen to and you fucking subscribe to their goddamn YouTube channels and listen to them drone on and on about all these fucking, here's all the problems, but I don't have any solutions, but here's all the problems. 
Democrats suck. Oh, oh my God, I got to like that motherfucking video. He said the Democrats suck. Ooh, I'm so excited. See, I'm giving you the fucking straight answer. The bottom line is you got to start making the understanding of how money works. The answer, if you believe that you've got to pay for Medicare for all with tax dollars, for example, we have a health care crisis in this country. The good people that want health care are busy trying to sell you. I will raise taxes to pay for it. Fucking dumb as fuck, right? Seriously, let's just be, let's call a spade a spade. Let's not let it hide anymore. Dumb as fuck because Medicare for all, national improved Medicare for all is actually deflationary. So you would need to cut taxes, okay? You're going to lay some people off because there's a lot of businesses out there that are in the business of denying you coverage, denying you care in this current environment. That's all jobs, and they were all planned for, just like the medical, uh, the the marijuana detection industry. Fuck, they don't even call it cannabis. Why not? Because they're in the business of making it illegal. Because if it stays illegal, they make money. The private prison system. See, you see how it walks down? Private, 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 private. They do these things to keep these businesses going. Now, let me ask you a question. This is the stupidest thing. Nobody, nobody will acknowledge this, and it's heartbreaking. Why do you think the federal government just deployed a bill that will hire on even more IRS agents? Do you think it's because the government is desperate for money and needs to hire all these IRS agents because it's going to go broke if it doesn't get money back? No. Oh thing with taxes that no one will listen to. Why won't you fucking listen? Why won't people listen, right? The dollar is nothing but a tax credit. The government uses this tax credit so it can provision itself. So and when I say provision itself, buy things, make shit happen, make its plans come to be. The tax itself isn't about the funding. The tax itself is enough about making you do something for said dollar, right? The tax creates buyers and sellers of goods, all of which people are saying, how do I get the dollar to pay the tax on my house? How do I get the dollar to pay the tax on my property? How do I get the dollar to pay the tax on the school that I have to pay for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's all these taxes that are payable only in the country's unit of account. If, if it was just a matter of the country needs money, well, shit, we could get uh, Chinese yuan, we could use shit coin, we could use uh, Australian dollars, we could use the, the British, the UK pound, we could use a Canadian dollar, right? It wouldn't be a big deal, we just need money, right? Wrong. The point of the tax is to collect it and destroy it, just like a coupon, right? A coupon that you use once and then it's done. Just like when you go to see the Grateful Dead or Metallica or Tupac or, or whoever, right? Kid Cudi, what, whatever it is you're into. Jason Aldane, right? Whatever it is you do. When you put that ticket in, that's a dollar. They rip that ticket up, don't they? Sure as shit. They give you a stub. You put it in your book. You're like, yeah, I went to the concert. The ticket didn't mean anything. It was worthless, just like the dollar in this case. It represents a tax. It's just a tax credit. That's it. They are not collecting money 
to fund programs. They're collecting money to make it hard. The harder they attack tax, the more the dollar holds its value. The harder it is to get, the more the more structure they've got around it, the more they can tighten down it, the more you need to figure out ways to do it to get it, okay? This is by design, literally by design. By design. By design. This is not like we all have, just so you know, this is not we all have answers, okay? Just so you know, this is not we all have answers. I'm telling you right now, this is how a fiat currency works. This is how the United States government works. The stuff we put in there, the political economy, the way we feel about whether government should spend, these are feelings. They're not facts. The way we feel about things is all 100% about the way they groom us and they condition our brains to think that, oh my God, the government provide us. It's got to be second class. It can't be good. It's going to be gray and drab. It's going to be fucking rundown. It's going to be shit. Why do they want you to think it's shit? Because they don't want you to rely on the government because they know that the government can create money. The minute you understand the government can create money, you're going to demand the government create money to do important things. And as long as you can do that, it kind of fucks their privatization plan up, doesn't it? See, MMT is a neoliberal killer. Now, we'll tell you one of the more challenging aspects of this knowledge space here. There are people, and this is something that's beyond MMT, but it's glaring in MMT at times. See, I'm a guy that sits there and goes to bed at night with my jaw hurting from teeth that are breaking off, okay? So I'll sleep two hours, wake up, be in pain, take some medicine, sleep another two hours, do whatever I can, come to life, and I'm fucking half awake, half asleep, zombified because I've been in pain, didn't get enough sleep, my health starts deteriorating, etc. Well, I'm an activist. Now, a guy like me is looking to solve these problems yesterday, not in five years or 10 years or whatever the normal trajectory is. I will be chewed up by this machine if we don't take action now, right? Most of us are similarly wired. We are all living a life where if they don't fix some of these things, we're going to be screwed. However, the problem is a lot of the people that inhabit the space of activism are people that if these things don't come to be, if they don't happen, it's okay. It will not change them flying first class to coach. It will not change the fact that they go on 10 vacations a year. It will not change the fact that they're living La Vida Loco on yachts and nice boats and drinking out of really nice elite crystal and using the the, the proper dining thing, have the forks and the spoons and the knives and the, the plate and the plate and the plate and all the other shit. It'll never impact them, okay? And it, they may have the heart of a lion. They may love you to death, but at the end of the day, they're not fighting as someone who wakes up in the middle of the night with a tooth that's broken off at the gum line, desperate for solutions, desperate to save the world because they're going to get chewed up. They're not necessarily fighting this as if they've got a child with special needs that if we don't solve this now, that they're afraid to die. They don't want to die because their child with special needs will be left to the shithole fucking country that we've created. It doesn't impact them that way. And even if they did have a child with special needs, they have access private access that the rich elite have 
So we're dealing with a problem here where the main people that really need help are always hearing, hey, probably not, you're going to have to be patient. You know, you're going to have to be patient. You know, if you're not patient, then, then you know, I know we, we're all propagandized, so don't get mad. Well, think about this. If you have people that are fighting for a Green New Deal, fighting for these things, and they don't understand how to pay for it, and they don't understand why we keep having Jackson, Mississippis, and Flint, Michigans, and all the other shit, and they don't understand that stuff, but they're pumping their fists and their knees, and they are showing up with the fucking signs at the, uh, the, the rally. They're all in. They're hearts of gold. They're just brains are old and mold. They're not getting it. They don't understand. They're too old. Let go. It's over. Nobody listens to techno, right? And so they're all wrapped around the axle doing grid feeling things. They really mean well, but nothing gets done. Not a motherfucking thing changes. Okay. This is the problem with the non-MMT progressive, the non-MMT leftist that doesn't know any of this stuff, is content with fighting the good fight that they always lose. And they're okay saying, yeah, this is the problem. This is the problem with the system. We got to fight capital. We got we to gotta fight it. Well, guess what, folks? The fast path to fighting capital is to understand the monetary system, go straight to the source and fucking fight there. We we should be in the streets yesterday, millions strong, saying we know that you create the currency and we know you could solve these problems. You know that you don't need to put us into this situation. But instead, we listen to other headline activists waiting for Bernie Sanders to give us permission to say that, you know, it's not your hard on tax dollars, right? We we'll keep waiting for it because that's what some people need for whatever perverse reason. They require some hero to tell them, yes, yes. I, I think that this is such an important thing because honest to God, I don't want to hear about gun shootings anymore. I really don't. I don't want to hear about all these problems anymore. Because the fact is, is that they're all easily solvable. Every single one of them. The, this is like literally putting your child in the bathtub, putting your foot on their chest and not letting them get up and say, I don't know why he's having a problem breathing. I just, I, we, we were just running the bathtub. Never mind the fact that my foot is literally on his throat while he's in the water. We act like, oh my God, what, how is this happening? What is going on? I have no idea what is going on. What could possibly be going on? No, you do know. You do know. You do know. And let me tell you something else too. Teachers should get better pay, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, whatever about the teachers. Well, of course they should. But there is no, there is no, there is absolutely no federal right to an education in this country, okay? Education is a local issue. In fact, your schools are paid for by the local taxes, and that's on purpose. Why do you think that is? Let me just spitball. Why do you think they want the local taxes to pay for the schools? Hmm. What if, hypothetically, rich people decided they like hanging out with rich people? 
What if, for example, they zoned housing as such to ensure that only the wealthy and people with so much acreage, et cetera, can be in this area? What if they do that? And then they wire the zip code around so that that school is funded by these rich people. You see? Yeah, yeah. Here, let, let's talk about this real quick. This is a good point. Private sectors get government monies too. Yes, it's called dum -da -da -dum, public private partnerships. And when the government spends money into those private corporations, which is what it's about, that's how money gets into the economy, folks. That's it. It's either bank credit money, uh, balance of trade between countries, uh, exporting goods and services, or, or the federal government, right? And so when you know that the federal government spends that money to them, why is it that we can't have the federal government do this for, you know, an emergency powers? Why can't these things be done? They can be. They absolutely can be. But they're not. And it's all because the end game is to privatize the entire world, not just this nation. We're exporting this privatization strategy to every country across the globe. So, yeah, here, let's talk about that real quick. Steve, do charter schools get funded locally or are they federally funded? Uh, it depends, right? Each one has their own thing. Charter schools are public-private partnerships usually. Maybe they get some public funding, um, but they're also funded by other private interests, okay? And the fact is, is that charter schools are a really fucking shitty thing. They're a really, really shitty end around to destroy the public purpose, okay? If you can create a, uh, you can create a charter school, you can make every school a charter school. There's no reason that you can't provide every possible advantage to every possible school by federally funding them. Why don't we have that? Because we have no right to an education in this country. All right, so we're going to wrap this thing up. If I had my drawing pad, I would draw these flows for you so you could see the way this works even better. And I will do that in a future show. But with us coming close to the end here, I want to do one quick thing about bonds because there was another comment there about the bonds um, earlier. And I just want to see if I can find that comment and put it up on the screen. Um, hopefully he's still here and he will be able to see it. Uh, where are you coming, 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 coming. I thought that was it. Uh, here it is. I think. Yes. Okay. So Kevin earlier asked about bonds and treasury bonds. So because we have a floating fiat currency, all right, we will set a positive interest rate at the Fed to, to ensure that money stays at a certain quote-unquote value. And so they will sell bonds to maintain a certain buying power of the dollar by locking that money up. This, this is the end game. This is what they used to do during the gold standard. It was never a funding operation, okay? Back in the gold standard era, it was a time where they would take money out of the economy 
buying a treasury bond takes your money out of the economy and delays purchasing power for some future time. Well, those bonds are very much money-like and they, they're very liquid and they can be moved around and spent now, even in their existing state. So they don't really do that anymore. Okay, but back during the gold standard, when you had to print tokens against a pool of gold and there was a certain value attributed for the ability to um, cash in your money, so to speak, for uh, gold or silver. Right. That doesn't exist anymore. So the idea of selling these bonds, it doesn't serve the goal that it once did. Okay, so we would say set the interest rate to permanent zero and do away with long-term bond sales, keep them short-term bonds at best. Um, but overall, most people buy them for a secure savings account now, but they don't serve the purpose they once did. They don't really serve a purpose at all now other than a guaranteed income for people that already have money that have the ability to buy these bonds. So that's it in a nutshell, folks. Um, being that this is uh, right up against the noon hour, I really do have to go. So I thank you all for uh, joining us here and uh, I will talk to you all soon. Please, if you're not a subscriber, please subscribe to the channel, folks. Click that bell, turn the notifications on so you catch us every time I go live or Luke goes live or Joy goes live or we have some other event. Uh, and please, by all means, like and share this video. If you feel there was value in this content, by all means, please, please, Please become a monthly subscriber at patreon.com forward slash real progressives. My name is Steve Grumbine. I'm the founder and I am indeed the rogue scholar. And with that, I am out of here. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org. 